1: lead group practice sessions, and work with individual students. Visit dharmamoon.com slash now for more info and to reserve your spot for the free online event with David Nickturn on May 28th. Welcome to Dale Borglum's Healing at the Edge. We are very happy to share with you Dale's profound insight and open heart. Please go to BeHereNowNetwork.com slash Dale to support this podcast. Today I'd like to talk about Tantra. Tantra as opposed to yoga. So yoga is the path of gradual transformation. In uh, Hinduism, yoga has the eight limbs of discipline, possible Uh, positive duties or observances, hatha yoga, pranayama, the breathing techniques, control of the senses, concentration, meditation, and finally samadhi or union with the divine. And in Buddhism, they don't really call it yoga, but there's the earlier stages of Theravada Mahayana Buddhism where we use awareness and compassion to gradually eliminate obstacles so yoga is eliminating obstacles whereas tantra is transmuting the obstacle just like that and rather than a slow gradual process of transformation when you're having an emotion when you're having a sensory experience you can have a relationship with it as if that is your relationship with the divine mother so that Fear is just as much God as non-fear. That whiskey is just as much God as chamomile tea. That meat is just as much God as tofu. <laughs> and from the standpoint of yoga, we try to control things. What we put in our mouth, what goes out of our mouth, how we breathe, how we relate to other people. And through that, there is this gradual process of purifying, of letting go of the places that unsettle the mind and close the heart. And usually Tantra is not taught until one spends a lot of concentrated time doing yogic practices, developing concentration, developing uh, awareness, developing the heart. Because I think it's pretty clear that to see Everything is God can be a pretty dangerous path if you don't have the foundation. One of the most popular parts of tantra, of course, is sexual tantra. But we could also apply tantra to eating. But sexual tantra or tantric eating, there's great pleasure there because it's bliss. It's a relationship with the divine. And if we don't have the foundation of clear awareness, open-hearted compassion, embodied awareness and body presence, it's very easy to get lost then in the the enjoyment of relationship with the divine in a way that we begin to mistake temporary experience for who we are and we think we're enlightened and we're really not. So we're still not at the level of non-duality. There's still you or me or somebody who's doing the practice who is still in love with the divine but i find that the path of tantra is much more juicy than the path of yoga that working to see it all is my relationship with the beloved that it's not that that the, the content of experience is not nearly as important as the relationship with the experience so that I'm having this relationship with the divine and the content isn't really so important. Am I eating this or am I eating that? Am I acting this way or that way? But as long as I can be in that relationship, then I trust that relationship. And certainly having a relationship with Maharaji uh, was profoundly wonderful practice in seeing it all as Maharaji. And somebody once asked him, what's the best form to worship God? And he said, every form. So it's not just the statues or the pictures on your altar, but it's the cashier at the grocery store, it's the food you're eating, it's the difficult emotions you're having. And can we then begin to surrender into this loving relationship where it's certainly based on some deep trust, But because we've done these foundation practices, getting grounded, getting centered, opening our hearts, clear awareness, then we begin to trust the possibility of opening into that love moment to moment to moment. So you were saying before, Monica, before we turned on the recorder, that you're feeling fear now, fear that you haven't felt for a long time. Maybe you could say a little more about that.
2: Um yeah it it's very strange because it's fear of everything that I've kind of worked through um since the first time I discovered for instance that I had anxiety years and years ago and how I yeah met with that and more yeah more like the the path of yoga as you As you say but but now it's just it's so strange it's coming from every every direction just um, concerns about future concerns about um, how I look who I am what I am what I'm doing I'm I'm kind of living the life that I've always wanted and it's very simple and it's very for me very real and what i've um yeah always dreamt of and to be of service of people and um but now all these doubts are just i'm bombarded almost every day and like <laughs> like fears of i always had a fear of spiders for instance and uh but these the last years It it hasn't been there, and now it's just creeping up, and I see spiders everywhere, and it's just overwhelming.
1: The fear is creeping up, or the the spiders are creeping up?
2: Both, both. (laughs) (laughs) I even see spiders in the ocean. It's like, what is going on? (laughs) So, and, um, yeah, and I try to embrace it, and I... um, yeah, and all this feeling of not being good enough and not being worthy, and and, and also when I do apply all the tools I've, you know, learned, um, especially the one that sits with me the deepest, and that is that we're we're all love, that we're all this is all energy and this is all love and we're all one and all of that. Even that is like, I I'm not even buying it anymore, and I. Now I'm finding myself thinking that I'm just fooling myself, um, living this life and having these beliefs, so yeah.
1: Are you, are you surprised and confused that fears you thought you dealt with years ago are coming back?
2: Yes. It's, yeah, it's very confusing.
1: Well, first of all, it would be lovely if the spiritual path were a straight line, just going up, 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 and you end up in heaven. But uh, my experience has been that it's up and down, up and down, and then you work with a a difficult emotion, and things open up and even out, and you feel you've, you've dealt with this, and then lo and behold, a little while later, it comes up again. My first guru, Bob Dylan, said, what price do we have to pay to get through, out of going through all these things twice? And I think the price is paying complete attention, but it's it's almost impossible to be completely present for a, a difficult thing. We we meet it only partly. We We heal it. We purify that place only partly, and it comes back again and again and again. So when it comes back, do we have to spin our wheels and waste time feeling frustrated or confused, or can we say here it is is again and even have some sense of gratefulness that oh, now I have a chance to purify this even more completely because apparently I didn't finish the job last time. And if you really, really want to be free, then everything that arises is that possibility for deepening your freedom. And certainly fear, is the most difficult of all experiences to work with. It's it's the main quality that separates us from realizing who we are. My, My notion here is that all fear is fear of death and fear of death is exactly equal to lack of enlightenment. Because fear is the place where you're caught in there's a me who's able to be afraid of something other than me. I'm afraid of spiders. So there's a you and there's a spider out there. And at one level, yeah, there are, there is your body there in Denmark and there are the spiders in Denmark. But at the same time, there's another level of consciousness where it's all one. And that's the place where we're not enlightened. So when fear arises, it's, it's in a way this perfect map of what, we're holding on to that prevents us from being enlightened and here is the work it's put there right in front of our face so the 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 question here is are we going to use a a yogic practice of okay I'm going to do breathing exercises I'm going to do hatha yoga I'm going to concentrate I'm going to meditate when I meditate I'm going to get more aware I'm going to become more compassionate or are we ready to do this tantric initial i mean uh immediate through this immediate transmutation of fear into our relationship with god so that in any moment whether you're feeling fear or you're enjoying your breakfast in any moment you're just one mind moment away from surrendering to god that this too is god that nothing nothing can fundamentally separate you from your identity with the divine, from your identity with one consciousness. But because of all of our early childhood conditioning, because of our character structure, we take really seriously these fears, this stuff we're angry about, and we say, oh, I feel separate now. But you can't be separate, it's impossible. There's nothing to be separate from.
2: yeah and this is it's so it's so weird because it, I don't know why I'm have starting to doubt that that truth that's been so true and so joyful these last years and that now it's just yeah but uh, yeah cuz I try <laughs> I even I try even when it's very when it really creeps up and I s- try to sit with it and see you know welcome it and see what is this and and see this thing or this emotion as a part of me and even though I know it I don't feel it anymore as I used to I still know it but I kind of it yeah, I don't feel it. And I think that's why maybe I'm not as convinced as I once were. Or
1: what exactly is it you you think you're not feeling?
2: This connectedness okay. or this truth. Okay. This truth. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I get that. I mean, I've gone through long periods of that. There was when I came back from India and being with Maharaji, I felt his presence in my life in a moment-to-moment way, and I would dream about him and I would think about him. And at some point, it almost felt like he pushed me out of the nest and said, "It's time for you to fly." And I couldn't feel him, and I felt that that the love I felt was was impersonal in a way. It, it didn't have that. Juicy, he and I were in love. and I wondered if I'd done something wrong or I was off the off the path that I was making a big mistake. but i I really came to the conclusion that he was saying it's time for you to be who you are more than holding on to my hand moment to moment that I'm everywhere. I'm you, I'm everything else. and having all these notions about, there's the guru, and the, you're the devotee. All this stuff is really useful. But at the same time, there's a step of going beyond that. And it's a scary step. It's like it's like stepping off a cliff into the unknown, and you don't know when you're flying through the air if you're gonna fall down and hit some solid rocks or you're just gonna keep flying. Uh, it must be, I can feel how confusing it could be and how 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 scary it is to be scared in this way again. So, is it possible to just be in that place and just make this instantaneous tantric transmutation that even confusion, even this fear, even the fact spiders might be everywhere, is... No. <laughs> <laughs> even even that is my relationship with the divine and it sounds like maybe that's a little too steep right now that maybe you have to go back to yogic practice that maybe sitting down and doing tonglen taking and sending imagining the part of you in front of you who's feeling separate who, who can't feel that connectedness who's lost in some fear and then the meditative part of you is feeling compassion and love for the part of you that's caught and really feeling in a very immediate and direct way how much you suffered in your life because of being lost in the sense of separation and fear and being willing to take that suffering into the meditating you breathing in taking the suffering with compassion breathing out sending the antidote with loving kindness or even just can you when you're starting to feel afraid can you get grounded can you as you breathe out breathe down into the earth breathe out through the base of your torso and begin to receive that infinite abundance of grounding energy that's always there it's the mother and in a way fear is not trusting the mother so here here is a just a a very simple incredibly dualistic practice of I'm feeling afraid, so I'm going to do this particular technique to feel more connected, and maybe that'll help dissolve the fear that I'm feeling right now. But to the extent that it's not so much being fixated on what you're afraid of, but being with the process of fear itself, the movement of fear, and being with that with great clarity and great compassion the fear will begin to dissolve in Tibetan Buddhism there's a slogan drive all blames into oneself and
2: what yeah
1: you know it's a really what bad it's a really bad English translation drive all blames into oneself in other mm-hmm. words it's not like you're blaming yourself but as long as you're blaming the spiders or the traffic, or the weather, or the government, or your body for how you're feeling, then healing is impossible. But when we withdraw the blame and say, here's what I'm feeling, I take responsibility for how I'm responding, then healing can happen. So almost always when fear arises, we get fixated on the object of fear that's out there instead of working with the movement of fear the feeling of fear itself what is it what does it really feel like in your body i remember the first time in my life i was really wide awake and afraid at the same time i had gotten much better at being awake during sadness and during anger and during lust but fear for me at least given my personality type and i think for most people fear is the most difficult Emotion to be awake during and I remember I was I was at my parents house for a while during Summer break at college and I was walking across the street. It was a perfect hot California summer day to the mailbox that was across the street to get my grades At the end of the school year that they were going to mail to my parents house And I was afraid about this one grade and I could all of a sudden I was just wide awake feeling of feeling afraid and it was it was almost shocking because i realized that i'd been afraid so much in my life and i could think about the fear and i could work with the fear but never when the never during the fear was i wide awake during the fear so fear is almost always projected we feel fear and i think that there's this fundamental fear this fear that we're going to die this fear that we're separate this fear that it isn't safe and we project that onto i keep using your spiders i hope you don't feel offended that i'm pushing you into this into the spider corner here but uh we, we, we project the fear and we get fixated on what we're afraid of and people are people are afraid of what the government is doing now here in america people are afraid that the climate is changing and yes there are things out there that are uh, easy to be afraid of but if we're wanting to be effective protesters or activists or healers we have to be in relationship with the fear rather than being fixated on what's out there and then we can work with the fear like like people like gandhi and martin luther king were great activists because they were coming from a stance of nonviolence and nonviolence really fundamentally is being not afraid because it's fear that causes violence and if we're able to be nonviolent then there's not going to be fear if we're not fearful there's going to be nonviolence so wherever there's violence in your mind, there's going to be fear. And when there is violence in the mind, even in a subtle, subtle way, then we can't rest in non-duality. We can't rest in the in the arms of the beloved, because there's that violence going on. And being with the beloved means total, radical surrender. Hmm.
2: Yeah. I think that's the, the, the frustrating part and confusing part that that I, when I know in such a deep level that there's nothing to fear, and then I suddenly feel it.
1: Okay, you know, feel so, so when you suddenly, I'm sorry, when you suddenly feel it, instead of being frustrated can you just be with the fear and if you can't do that then can you be with the frustration Mm -hmm. so there was fear and the fear caused frustration and you think oh i should be a better meditator i should be a more evolved monica than monica's being right now so is it possible so that wherever you wake up wherever you say okay here's what's going on that's the place to work with there's a a profound need for flexibility so you start off thinking oh i'm afraid i'm frustrated can you be with that frustration what does frustration feel like and under the frustration is probably some sense of inadequacy that you think you should be doing better you should be able to deal with things as soon as they arise and sometimes we can't do that oftentimes we can't do that so instead of saying oh my god I, i i'm not dealing with the fear then we're dealing with, oh, my God, I'm frustrated.
2: Mm.
1: And it's it's just always coming back to the moment and some kind of deep trust or faith that the moment is perfect, even if it's weird or unpleasant or scary or whatever it might be. That The, the profoundly counterintuitive thing about spiritual practice is that we need to move toward what scares us rather than the, the deeply conditioned desire to get away from what scares us because freedom lies in opening to what scares us and seeing that we can have compassion for even that even that is the divine
2: yeah yeah makes sense (laughs) (laughs) it makes
1: sense but putting it into practice is not an easy thing I mean, I... No,
2: because it's fresh Because even in the moment, you know, when I f- have these feelings, and especially when it prevents me of helping others or being of service, or you know, just being in the garden, and then suddenly these spiders come, and I'm like, "All right, I can't, I can't continue my work because I'm just terrified," <laughs> and and uh, just sitting with that and being kind of calm with it but still prevented for doing what i'm supposed to do uh also knowing this is this is also perfect this is also as it's supposed to be but but yeah in that moment is it's it's frustrating because you feel like you can't do nothing you know there is yeah
1: you can't do nothing you have to do something you mean
2: yeah like i I can't it feels like I can't do the work I was supposed to do, and I can't even do anything about the fear so then I just feel then I just sit there and like, all right, <laughs> there's nothing to do and be behind that, there is this knowing that it's you know perfectly perfect, and even that's annoying because. <laughs> Because I know it, and still I'm kind of paralyzed—or not paralyzed—but I'm not able to do the things I was supposed to do.
1: So that's so what. It's, anno-
2: it's, Go it's annoying to know this. It's annoying. It's annoying to to have, you know, been in touch with, you know, what I used to or what I call truth, and have this no- knowing, and still. Be afraid to know that there is nothing to be afraid of, and then feel fear. Does it make sense?
1: It makes complete sense, and it's called the spiritual path because it is a path. And mm. the first, before the first stage of the path, you're afraid of something, and you're saying, "Oh, the spider's doing this to me." And there's you're, one is totally unconscious about the fear, you're completely lost in the fear. And then there's a stage where uh, you notice the fear after it's happened, and you say, oh, I could have done better. Maybe like you, you're getting annoyed that the fear has bothered you so much. But that's just one of the stages, that you're you're not completely embodied, grounded, centered, trusting, loving enough to be with that level of fear. But can you at least then start to be with the annoyance There's a wonderful story, a wonderful quote by Sri Aurobindo, a great Indian saint, who said, I was walking down the path, I was walking down the road, and God knocked me over, and I fell into a mud puddle. And I got up, and I started shaking my fist in God, saying, why are you doing this to me? Don't knock me down like that. And I walked a little further away down the road, and he knocked me over again into another mud puddle. And I got up, and I was upset again, but not quite as upset, I didn't shake my fist and I walked down further down the road and he knocked me over a third time and I just got up and kept going without the annoyance. So, and I remember Ramda saying a long time ago something I thought was really, really important that one of the things that most determines our progress on the spiritual path is how quickly we get back in the saddle, how quickly we get back into being present after we've been lost or after we've been lost do we start saying oh my god look what i did and the superego jumps in and we're hard on ourselves the inner critic is saying you're really a lousy meditator and how can you be like that and and you just spin your wheels and show up a lot of energy doing that or as soon as you notice that you're lost at that point can you go right into okay boom i'm annoyed i'll feel that i'll come back to being with the fear and maybe even even practice being with fear, maybe finding a picture of a big scary spider on your computer. You just put it on your computer and you sit there and it's not a spider, you, your mind knows it's not a spider, it's a picture of a spider. But probably some anxiety will arise and where do you feel it in your body? Is it in your, is it in your belly? Is it in your face? Is it in your shoulders? Uh, One teacher said that when one is caught in the eye, I being afraid of something else, that usually what happens for almost everybody is the shoulders come up a little bit and there's tightness in the belly, a a contraction down in the lower belly. My friend Stephen Levine always talked about soft belly. So that when you feel afraid, just at the most basic level, can you let go of your shoulders, not push them down, just let go. Let go of your lower belly. Doing it right now. But at the same time, putting some strength into the lower belly. There's a. It's not a complete collapse. It's a finding the proper balance between tension and relaxation. So there's some strength in the lower belly. As you breathe out, there's some strength. And then, right in front of you, you think of a spider. Oh, there's the spider coming and and can you be with a spider and be centered be grounded be present in in your body be embodied have embodied awareness maybe even beyond that embodied compassionate loving awareness that you're you're compassionate for the place of you that's been caught in this spider thing for so many years but at least just getting embodied learning to be present and and being very so that we let go of the story and we really didn't talk about tantric practice per se there's what i call the tantric three-step as opposed to the country two-step which is a dance here in america and the the first step is becoming aware and letting go of the story Becoming embodied, you're, you let go of your shoulders, you let go of your belly, you're present, you're aware. This is what it feels like to be afraid. But you let go of the story about spiders or about the climate or about the traffic or whatever. You're just with the immediate experience in a naked way. That's the first step. That's the hardest step. The second step, then, is to have compassion. Open up. And... Uh, allow the open heart to meet the experience. And the third step is the tantric part, where you go beyond pure and impure. That even the fear of spiders is part of my relationship with the beloved. That fear of spiders in no way can fundamentally separate me from the Divine Mother. It is part of my love, relationship with the beloved. And it might take weeks or months or years to be able to learn to do the first step really well, Of particularly if it's your deepest fear, to just be there, present with the fear, let go of the story, let go of the narrative. And then the second stage, so the first stage is kind of yoga, all the things you do with yoga to become present with fear. The second stage is opening your heart. That might take a few more years. And then the third step is the tantric flip, the tantric transmutation. Yes, even this. But eventually, you can go through the first, you can go through the three stages in in the blink of an eye. You go from the emotion of fear to surrender back into the beloved. And you don't have to letting go of the narrative and opening the heart you just trust you can go right there to union thank you yeah that was fun so (laughs) why don't we bring this to a close I think it would be good to do another session on on tantra sometime but I'd like to encourage everybody listening to this to make a donation to the Be Here Now Network it's what keeps us going uh, I thank you for listening, maybe Monica thanks you too I would assume and uh, thanks for listening to our channel take good care, bye bye